from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, this is Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey, WIA President. Many of you would have read with concern reports regarding the expulsion of members from the WIA. In the history of the WIA and to the board's knowledge, no one has ever been expelled. The WIA received a petition from several members seeking the removal of individuals from the WIA under Clause 5.7 of its constitution. The challenge for the WIA when responding to a petition of this nature is that it relates to a conflict between core values of individual members. The Board met on the 16th of May to consider this matter. The Board has made no decision with respect to the petition. Instead, the Board has adjourned the discussion. Any alternative remedy to the petition before the Board must be aligned with the spirit of Amateur Radio and the Radio Amateurs Code. Consistent with the commitments to transparency, the Board will keep members informed of the progress of this matter to the extent possible without offending the privacy of those involved. The WIA Radio and Electronics Convention Beyond 2020 What a fantastic weekend of activities organised by the Cold Coast Amateur Radio Club. For those arriving on the Friday for the club president's lunch, there was an afternoon spent with four members of the board, and this resulted in the formation of a WIA marketing committee made up of volunteer club presidents. Many other topics were also discussed. That evening, many gathered at Fisherman's Wharf for a great social dinner. On the Saturday, over 120 members attended the AGM that kicked off at just after 9am. And even though we had a full agenda, we managed to finish on time. There were many good questions that were answered and all voting was unanimous. This included approving the constitutional changes that now allows, amongst other things, electronic voting. The video of the AGM is available on the WIA website. Following morning tea, we leapt into the open forum that included questions on advisory committees, licence renewals, interference, and this discussion ended up in a group of people volunteering to create a committee to try and address the issue of interference. How do we entice young people into the hobby, STEM, student members, and an opportunity that's provided by technology convergence? The Beyond 2020 session was next on the agenda, and this provided members with a view of where the Board and Strategy Committee was seeing the WIA Beyond 2020. This was a thought-provoking presentation and left many ideas with members prior to lunch. This presentation will become available for members in the near future. Following lunch, there were two streams of five presentations running and members moved between the two rooms. We will be making these presentations available in the near future for members. A huge thank you to all our presenters who showed their passion and depth of experience presenting about their specialist topic. There was some free time in the late afternoon before we all gathered at the Waterfall Restaurant for a seafood feast. Jeff Johnson, VK4XJJ, who walked all the way from Spencer Gulf to the Gulf of Carpentaria to raise money for the Deaf New South Wales. This was a fascinating talk along with many photos and amusing stories along the way. Thanks, Jeff.
The 7300 draw after the presentation went to Trent VK4TS and congratulations Trent. The Sunday was a cornucopia of activities. Some flew on a hot air balloon, some went to SeaWorld, a busload headed off to the Telecommunications Museum in Brisbane, another busload went to the Surf Lifesaving Command Centre and yet another busload went to the North Pavilion of Broadwater Parklands for the demonstrations. There were so many activities going on that I'll leave these until a future broadcast. Suffice it to say, I don't think there were too many bored people around on Sunday. Again, a huge thank you to the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Club for hosting the event. Keep an eye on the website, Facebook page and Memnet emails for information about the weekend as it comes to hand. And that's 73s from Justin, VK7, Tango Whiskey. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, South Australia, it can be heard on 476 kilohertz lower sideband at 9am on Sunday mornings. I'm Steph, VK5FQ. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB, and still to come in this edition of Genuine News from your WIA, we'll look at one particular question from the floor at last weekend's WIA AGM. That being how it is our own responsibility to ensure we renew our ACMA licences in time. Also, a few quick peeks at Dayton, a look at a proposed bill almost through in the USA, which will entitle each and every amateur radio operator living in a deed-restricted community to erect an effective outdoor antenna, and how Canberra runs arguably VK's best newcomers net. All still to come in this, the WIA National News Service. It can happen to anybody. You forget to renew your licence and it lapses. And when you ask the ACMA, they tell you that you'll need a WIA call sign recommendation first before you can make a new licence application. So how does this work? Although the ACMA sends licence renewal notices, that's not an obligation under the Radio Communications Act. The ACMA sends the notice as a courtesy. But if the renewal notice doesn't arrive for some reason, it's still your responsibility to renew on time. In fact, it's always the licensee's responsibility to ensure that a license is current. So check, do you know your license expiry date and are your address details correct? What about your call sign? Well, your call sign needs to be protected too if you're attached to it. An allocated call sign indicates that you hold a valid license, but if your license lapses and is not renewed, your call sign is released and will be put on the WIA public list 60 days after the lapse date. So it becomes available for reallocation. After seven days, the WIA will issue a call sign recommendation to whoever wants it, with ballot provisions applying to a two-letter call sign in some states. So the message is... If you don't want to fight to get your call back, keep your licence current. Full information about the process and the forms needed can be found on the WIA website. Search for All About Call Signs and New Licence or Expired Licence or Reclaiming a Former Call Sign. The WIA website is at www.wia.org.au and the search box is your friend. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text. 
at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Summer 2018 International Shortwave Broadcast Guide now available at Amazon. Older ham radio operators and radio listeners might remember a time when shortwave radio stations broadcast a nearly constant drumbeat of political propaganda during the Cold War years. Shortwave radio stations such as Radio Moscow, The Voice of America and the BBC, to name a few, played an important ideological role during that confrontation between the East and the West. Once again, global radio broadcasters have moved to the front lines at what is now shaping up as a new Cold War by some of the world's major superpowers. As tensions heat up in the world's hotspots such as Eastern Europe, the Middle East and Eastern Asia, you can follow breaking international events on the radio waves, but you need an accurate and comprehensive guide to broadcast frequencies to hear it. Now, the 10th edition Summer 2018 International Shortwave Broadcast Guide ISWBG electronic book by Gail Van Horn, Whiskey 4 Golf Victor Hotel is available and it's your passport to the world. Ham radio exam held in China. The Chinese Amateur Radio Club CRAC organised the first Class C exam in the capital of Shanghai province on May the 12th. Class C is the highest licence class permitting up to 1 kilowatt output on frequencies below 30 megahertz and 25 watts on higher bands. The 150-minute exam comprises 80 multiple-choice questions which include topics such as digital signal processing, digital logic circuits and digital communication. At least 60 questions need to be answered correctly. 56 candidates took the exam and 35 passed. CRAC report the exam was the first time the identification card image recognition system has been used enabling the candidate's identity to be effectively determined during the exam. International magazine CQ Amateur Radio have inducted Ashar Faran, Victor Uniform 2 Echo Sierra Echo, along with 11 others to its 2018 Hall of Fame, with Faran being the only living Indian on the list. Talangana Today reports the other Indian name is Kalpanachola, Kilo Delta 5 Echo Sierra India, the NASA astronaut killed in 2003. Apart from Chola, Faran shares space in the Hall of Fame with prominent personalities such as Hollywood actor Marlon Brando, Kilo Echo 6 Papa Zulu Hotel, NASA astronaut David Brown, Kilo Bravo 3 India Papa Yankee, cybersecurity expert Mark Pekin, Victor Echo 3 Quebec Alpha Mike, and World War II photographer Ed Westcott, Whiskey 4 Uniform Victor Sierra. Ashar Faran, VU2ESE, founder of Lama Khan and a long-time radio ham, is in elite company after being recognised for popularising the open-source BITX semi-kits, thus opening up the world to more hams in a much more affordable way. Radio Amateurs of Canada's first Gold Maple Leaf Operator member is IARU President Tim Ellen, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel. At Dayton Hamvention, RAC President Glenn McDonnell, Victor Echo 3 X-Ray Romeo Alpha, presented Tim Ellen, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel, International Amateur Radio Union President, with RAC's first Gold Maple Leaf Operator membership. 
Tim made a special request to become RAC's first gold maple leaf operator member to illustrate the International Amateur Radio Union's continued support of radio amateurs in Canada. RAC created two new categories of the Maple Leaf Operators membership level, silver and gold, as part of their 25th anniversary celebrations. Other national amateur radio organisations, as well as non-amateur organisations supported by membership, have several levels of participation, allowing those who are able to do so to make higher contributions to sustain their organisation. Other national amateur radio organisations as well as non-amateur organisations supported by membership have several levels of participation, allowing those who are able to do so to make higher contributions to sustain the organisation. The new silver and gold maple leaf operator levels will make this possible. Amateur Radio Parity Act language inserted in National Defence Authorisation Act. ARRL has praised the work of US representatives Joe Courtney, Vicki Hartzler and Mike Rogers for their successful efforts in securing language in the National Defence Authorisation Act that asks the FCC to grant radio amateurs living in restricted communities the right to install effective outdoor antennas. Text from the proposed Amateur Radio Parity Act formed the basis for the courtney hartzler rogers Amendment. The bill does entitle each and every amateur radio operator living in a deed-restricted community to erect an effective outdoor antenna full stop. This is the principal benefit of this legislation, ARRL General Counsel Chris Imlay, Whiskey 3 Kilo Delta, stressed. Hamvention use AM information radio station to communicate with attendees. Whilst most VK hamfests and usually the WIA AGM host clubs use two metres to provide an information hub for attendees, in an effort to avoid the first day in traffic tangles of hamvention, they utilised a low power information radio station on 1620 kilohertz on AM to get out the word on traffic, parking and event details to visitors as they approached the city. The town hosted some 25,000 amateur radio operators, exhibitors and the curious, nearly doubling Xenia's population when the event was underway. Due to the web of two-laned roads that serves the venue, interstate visitors for their first visit etc, Hamvention established shuttle bus operations to alleviate traffic congestion to all their venues. The AM information station helped persuade visitors to park at the shuttle lots and take a shuttle to the venue. And yes, there was still a two-metre liaison channel. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK5, it can be heard on 28515 at 0900 Central Standard Time. I'm Jeff, VK5 HEL. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4 FUQ. All major Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. June 2 and 3, Worldwide Museum Ships Weekend. June 17, IAIE Region 3, 2018 QRP Day Region 3. July 14, 15, Worldwide IAIE HF Championship. August 11 and 12, VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18, 19, Worldwide Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend.
October 6 Worldwide Oceania Dex Contest CQ Magazine have announced the induction of two new members to the CQ Contest Hall of Fame, which honours those contesters who not only excel in personal performance but also give back to the hobby in many outstanding ways. CQ Contesting Editor David Siddle, K3ZJ, presented Hall of Fame plaques at an induction ceremony held at the annual Dayton Contest Dinner. The 2018 inductees to the CQ Contest Hall of Fame are Andy Blank, N2NT. Andy has been the director of a CQ Worldwide 160-meter-dex contest for the past decade. A world-class contest that wins stretching back to 1979, Andy has also completed five World Radio Sport Team Championships and was the director of competition for the WRTC 2014, held in Massachusetts. Tom Wagner, N1MM. Tom is best known for his development and his ongoing upgrades to the N1MM logger. Thomas F4HPX will once again be active as FR-F4HPX from various locations on Reunion Island, AF016, between May the 25th and June the 15th. He will be operating from his family home and also from beaches and especially from the mountains where there is a lot of them, including an active volcano. His setter aim this year is the tallest FR-RE001 at some 3070 metres ASL. Activity will be on 40 to 15 metres using CWSSB, RITI, PSK31, JT65, JT9 and possibly FT8. He will use various wire and portable antennas. QSL via the Bureau. IO1ITR will be celebrating the 90th anniversary of the so-called Red Tent, an Italian airship that set out to explore the North Pole. Beginning on the 25th of May and continuing to the 25th of June, the plan is to work on all bands and all modes. QSL and other information is available at qrz.com for IA1ITR. Celebrating the 50th birthday of His Royal Highness Crown Prince Fredericks of Denmark, the Experimental Danish Radio Amateurs Association, or EDR, will operate OZ50HRH-XX and 5P0HRH-XX plus OX50HRH from Greenland. Running from 0001 to 23.59 hours GMT on the 26th of May, they plan to use all bands and modes, including FT and JT Digital. Canberra runs arguably VK's best newcomers net. To our knowledge, Summerland Damage Radio Club conducts VK's first net for new hams. Well, in Canberra, their foundation of FNet is attracting newbies far and wide. Tuesday nights at 07.30pm local on their 70cm Isaac repeater, 439.950 MHz FM, and echo link via VK1RBM. This foundation net allows new operators to get to know their radios, practice calling procedures, as well as get to know other local operators. Radio nets have a controller, controllers, who as the name suggests control or keep the conversation flowing by asking for check-ins and comments. Canberra's hosting duties are on a rotational basis by other F-Call members. The net has been running well, getting between 10 to 17 callbacks with a wide range of discussions, from antenna building to satellite operations. The group will, in the near future, be learning about VKFF, stroke parks activation, followed by SOTA and other QRP operations. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. 
from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Carl of VK3LED with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. On the air, in the air. ARRL to show off ham radio at EAA Air Venture Oshkosh 2018. With support from member volunteers, ARRL will put amateur radio on display for visitors to EAA Air Venture Oshkosh 2018, the giant annual air show July 23 to 29 held in Wisconsin, organized by the Experimental Aircraft Association. The event attracted more than 10,000 aircraft and nearly 600,000 visitors in 2017, enjoying aerobatic displays, informative programs, hands-on workshops and diverse aircraft spanning all eras of flight. ARRL Central Division Director Kermit Carlson, W9XA, who is part of the volunteer team organising the ham radio exhibit at AirVenture, said the crossover between amateur radio operators and pilots, aviation enthusiasts and air show attendees has a strong correlation. Attendees include many licensed and prospective amateur radio operators. ARRL's exhibit will promote amateur radio to newcomers and inform all attendees of the similarly diverse technology and innovation enjoyed by both hams and pilots. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV At the time of stepping up to the mic, the space station, digital amateur television station, is not being seen on the ground. The signal from the DATV transmitter aboard the International Space Station cannot be detected on the ground, the amateur radio on the International Space Station, ARIS, has reported. The unit indicates that it is functioning. So far, ARIS has not been able to pin down the problem. A May 10 announcement from ARIS said... A series of steps are currently being undertaken to try to diagnose the problem. However, if an actual failure occurred, only a ground-based evaluation will fully diagnose the problem. The ARIS International team is working diligently to bring the system back to full operation as soon as practicable. The DATV system is known variously as HAM Video and HAM TV. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital FT-8 activity bumping up at some expense to other modes. Despite largely dismal HF conditions, there is no doubt that the recent FT-8 digital protocol has hams on the air. The mode has caught on so quickly that co-developer Joe Taylor expressed surprise last fall at the rapid uptake of FT-8 for making contacts on HF bands. ARRL Radio Sport Manager Norm Fasaro, W3IZ, said judging by logbook of the world data, more than 2.3 million FT8 contacts were uploaded in one month, a net gain of 1.2 million contacts on all modes over the same month last year. Over the same period, activity in some of the other modes has declined. W3IZ said that while some feel that FT8 is taking over the world, subsuming all other modes, this is not the case. Activity in the traditional modes of SSB and CW has decreased only slightly by 10%. The real decrease is in RITI and PSK activity and in other WSJTX modes. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Unicorn 2A to launch from Alaska. BBC News reports on a new UK-built pocket cube satellite that was developed by radio amateurs in Glasgow. Constantin MM6XOM, 
Saint-Germain, 2M0DSY, and Alejandro, EA7KDU, worked on Unicorn 2A, which will have downlinks in the 437 MHz and 2.4 GHz bands. One of the transmission modes will be LoRa. The third quarter 2018 launch is planned on a Vector Launch Incorporated rocket from Alaska into a 350-by-350-kilometer, 98-degree orbit. The mission will last about 45 days. There's a cool PDF detailing NASA's radio systems for the Apollo missions. This headline on reddit.com leads to a most interesting PDF and is worth a download. Also thanks to WIA Director Marcus, VK5WTF, for the heads up on Reddit. The link is in the WIA text edition of this broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IALLW. 25 years ago, on the 28th of August, 1993, the very first Northern Lighthouse weekend activity took place, managed by Mike Dalrymple, GM4SUC of the Air Amateur Radio Group. One of the ten entrants in the event was the Wigtownshire Amateur Radio Club, which operated from the Mull of Galloway Lighthouse using the club call sign GB2LG. The Air Amateur Radio Group also participated in the weekend activity from the famous Turnbury Lighthouse with the call sign GB2LT. Having proved to be a popular event in which other countries wanted to take part in, it became known as the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend some five years later. In order to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the NLWA, the Wigtownshire ARC has registered at the same lighthouse with the same call sign for this year's ILLW event. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Maritime. Maritime Radio Historical Society's museum station, K6KPH, is back. MRHS amateur radio station, K6KPH, is back on the air after a brief hiatus, although still at a minimal level at this point. K6KPH, intended as a tribute to KPH, the wireless giant of the Pacific, relays the W1AW Field Day Bulletin and W1AW Morse Code Practice qualifying runs for West Coast US amateurs. Steve Hawes, WB6UZX, said K6KPH is sort of back as some repair work is pending. Not all the K6KPH frequencies were back on at first as they had to change antenna assignments to get the minimum service they have now. Steve said the crew of K6KPH volunteers made some temporary repairs to get some antennas back in service and the station is now usable on 80, 40, 20, 17 and 15 metres. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Informal amateur radio nets being maintained in the wake of volcanic eruptions in Hawaii. Pacific Sanction Emergency Coordinator Clement Jung, KH7HO, reported two informal informational nets remain open on the Big Island of Hawaii in the wake of recent and ongoing volcanic eruptions and seismic activity. No formal traffic has been passed, but frequencies are being monitored. Fissures associated with the Kilauea volcano began erupting on May 3, spewing lava and venting high levels of sulphur dioxide. An amateur radio net is in operation on 7.088 MHz, SSB, and the voluntary organisation's active in disaster 146.720 MHz repeater on Mauna Kea was activated after Hawaii's governor issued an emergency declaration. A US federal disaster declaration has been approved. That's all in this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. I'm Col, VK3LED. 
Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. Leaving you again this week with a look at the social scene. June 2 in VK4, Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club's Redfest at 8.30am. June 9 and 10 in VK5, it's the 2018 South East Radio Group's Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship at Mount Gambier. The same weekend, June 9 and 10 in VK2, Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Weekend, the Oxley Radio Amateur Radio Club. July 7 and 8 in VK3, Gippstech 2018. This will be the 21st annual Gippsland Technical Conference. August 4 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. November 11 in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. And November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest, Miana Community Centre. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB, and great to catch up with so many of you at the WIA AGM last weekend. As I say, walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.